Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Millennium Live. I'm excited to be joined today by our team at Informatica, who um, who are conquering the impossible with data. They are passionate about transformative, the transformative power of data, and are world leaders in enterprise cloud data management, helping you become more agile, opening up pathways to new possibilities, and creating solutions never imagined. I am joined today by Chuck Hayes, who's the Customer Insights and Master Data Management Account Executive for Healthcare and Life Sciences, and Richard Kramer, who is the Chief Strategist of Healthcare and Life Sciences at Informatica. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So let's kick things off. I'll, uh, I'll start the first question by having it go to you, Chuck. Uh, can you provide some examples of a good health healthcare co- consumer experience, uh, along with maybe an example of a poor experience? I know in the in the healthcare world today, you know, experience is everything, and trying to keep our members happy. So, can you give us an example of maybe an example of a good experience and an example of a poor experience? Yeah. So, so let me start with the bad example first, maybe, and we'll we'll get better from there. You know, bad experiences or inexperience in general can happen across the member life cycle. So, you know, in the enrollment phases, you can struggle with, you know, identifying the right in-network primary care providers who are accepting new patients. During the eligibility phase, you can see challenges associated with understanding where you're authorized for coverage for a given procedure, but then maybe somebody that's part of the care team, like the anesthesiologist is out of network and and that leads to billing surprises. And in the claim adjudication space, you can see challenges maybe uh, around subrogation when you have dependents that get, you know, regular periodic treatments, but also regular periodic requests for subrogation and claim denials and frustration there. So those are some pretty common examples. Um, I would say lots of plans are really focused on trying to identify life events across the policies and, and making sure they're reactive to those. So think about, you know, dependent children turning 26 and needing their own policy or, you know, Medicare eligible members, potentially subscribers and dependents that are turning 65 and you want to get them a Medicare policy. Those are kind of events that drive you know, premium for the plan, but not necessarily great experience. Um, you know, in a, in a really good example of experience, take um, pregnancy, for example. If you identify one of your members as pregnant, you, you, you maybe want to deliver trimester by trimester interactive care for the pregnancy. So you prompt for flu shots and ultrasound and glucose testing. Okay? And then when you see the lab results come back, and if they showed, you know, high risk for gestational diabetes, you really want to make sure that that member is enrolled in nutritional counseling and gets the right educational materials to deliver the kind of outcomes that you want, right? So there's a couple of examples across the spectrum that that, that, that range all the way from good to bad, and in some cases, ugly as well. Interesting. So uh, Richard, I'll turn it over to you now. You know, why is this member experience such a hot topic? Why is it being talked about on the daily now in, in terms of uh, the healthcare industry? So, so if we focus on the payer side of the market to start with, 
and we look at, you know, for, for large health plans, the growth engine driving revenue growth and membership growth today is Medicare Advantage. And Medicare Advantage is, at the end of the day, an individual product. Each one of the Medicare Advantage members gets to choose which Medicare Advantage is their provider. And, you know, all of the relatively esoteric measurements that, you know, around quality and all of the other things that members don't understand necessarily, they all understand their member experience. Is it easy to do business with? Can they find a provider? Can they, all of those sorts of things. And, you know, to touch upon something Chuck said, sometimes health plans deliver bad news. You're not covered for this procedure. We're not, you know, consumer experience isn't talking necessarily about that. It's talking about consistency. No matter who I talk to, no matter which channel of communication, online, on the phone, email, I'm getting the same answer in a consistent way. You know who I am. If I tell you something once, I've told it to you enough for everybody to know it, right? So it's the consistency. It's the omni-channel experience. It's the ability to do business with the health plan the way I want to. For example, I don't want to talk to somebody on the telephone. I am absolutely an online chat kind of person. And you know, Chuck's smiling because they don't want to talk to me either. Uh, but but you know, we should be able to interact with a health plan the way we want to. And members are choosing their Medicare Advantage plans based upon member experience. Same holds true largely in the hospital side, right? The, the we're going to the places where we have the best experience. They know me best. It's easiest to get an appointment. They coordinate my appointments for me. So member experience and stars ratings and all of those things really are driving economic benefit to a health plan in terms of revenue growth and, and expense control. And then the other piece is, as we move to a, a population health-focused world, where we want to keep people healthy rather than treating them just when they get sick, well, how do you get an engaged, happy member who you can help shape their healthcare behaviors? Well, you do that by giving them a good experience so that they want to engage with you and they trust you much the way Chuck used the example around pregnancy. Normally, if you don't like your healthcare insurer and you're not happy with the experience, don't interact with me. I don't trust you. I don't like your interactions. But if you do it proactively the way Chuck described around pregnancy, wow, you're value added. You're helping shape my healthcare experience. You're getting me to do a prenatal visit that I otherwise might not have done. And that's all based upon the substrate of having a good consumer experience with their, their health plan. And, and well, Richard, you, you laid it all out really nicely and smoothly. So uh, Chuck, you know, why is this, why is what Richard is saying such a, uh, a challenge to healthcare leaders today? You know, like, you know, it all might, it, it, Richard, you even mentioned it, you hit the nail on the head there with consistency. I think that's, and and feeling valued as a, as a member. Now, why, why is it becoming such a challenge for this to, to, to execute? Yeah, so the, what we're describing, right, is the ability to be predictive and proactive as opposed to reactive and repetitive, right? And, and the challenge at its core, the critical factor in all of these things is having accurate data that, that will give you the insights to drive the action that you want, right? So there's this chain from, from data to insight to action. And if, if you don't have good data, 
you can't get the right insights and you can't you know take the right action right and and at its core the data challenge is really hard to solve because the data is locked in in siloed applications typically by line of business right so you've got solutions for marketing and health plan operations and member service and care management and underwriting and on and on and on and all of those solutions typically are line of business silo focused none of them were ever deployed around member experience or consumer experience to start with right so they're not really optimized for that solution they're optimized for marketing segmentation or they're optimized for understanding the population health risk associated with the entire you know population that you're serving for example or for adjudicating claims so you've seen some investments lately in solutions that are trying to consolidate member data but typically that's still line of business based right so you see separate technology stacks you see outsourcing initiatives you see software as a service initiatives but again most of those are not focused on consumer experience you see virtual care portals to to address you know pandemic responsiveness issues you see you know consumer data platform solutions around marketing segmentation and you see data lakes focused on driving social determinants of health and health equity and and clinical care but all of it is still disconnected and connecting the member in one system to the next system what we think of as identity resolution really is hard so you lead to silos of personalization for specific use cases but really fail at the handoffs between the lines of business or between the solutions and that's what leads to the per outcomes unfortunately yeah of course and so so now now that we're talking about data and that seems to be the issue uh informatica positions a 360 degree view of the member as an essential component of delivering an exceptional consumer experience it makes sense so how is this how is this really achieved can you describe the process of, of how companies can maybe utilize this yeah absolutely so we think of the the member 360 some some folks refer to it as a, a golden record but basically the ability to match data across systems to give you the information that you need so all the data that you need across all the phases of the member life cycle for all users that it's relevant to right and give you that data in a format that's consumable within your health it systems that are relevant to you so that you can take action um, to deliver the kind of care that's needed for the member, right? So at, at its core is the ability to adapt as member data evolves. So as new channels of interaction come online or new applications come online, you need the ability to, to absorb data from those sources. And you need the ability to adapt to different formats and different completeness and different sparseness of those different data sets, right? So the ability to match across all systems, as I mentioned, is hard but you want to bypass the traditional manual matching processes that are out there. And Informatica's capabilities are really focused around something called contextual matching. We leverage the power of machine learning to combine fragments of data from lots of different systems into a rich member 360 that could have thousands of attributes about the member or the person or the household to really drive the kind of outcomes that you want. You can take all of this data and deliver it to your data science platform 
to add in that predictive layer and get to all the insights that you want to share across the enterprise. So lifetime value, medical loss ratio, churn risk, readmission risk, who the influences are, how you want to segment, what their net promoter scores are, all those rich attributes that really can drive the outcomes from an experience perspective that you want. Centralize that in a member 360 that you can share through all of the health IT systems that, that touch the member or that, that the, your employees use to touch the member. So that's really how we do it. And, and we can go into more detail, you know, at some point in the future, but that at a high level is how we do it. That's, that's kind of awesome. And I want to, I want to bring Richard back into this conversation too, and, and maybe talk about the cloud and how, you know, using AI, it could help really help you manage this data in, in one unique platform, right? So how does, you know, how and where does the cloud fit in into delivering this exceptional consumer experience that we've been talking about? Yeah, and, and it really comes down to, at the end of the day, about the power to innovate. Right. Uh, you know, healthcare as an industry tends to be, you know, very conservative. We tend to be somewhat slower to adopt innovative new technologies. And for years, we used the, you know, really hid behind HIPAA and privacy and data protection and the perceived risk of the cloud as a reason not to move our, our applications and our data workloads to the cloud. Well, in reality, there, there isn't an enterprise around who makes the investment in securing their infrastructure. Cloud or on-prem doesn't matter. That equals what Amazon does, what uh, Microsoft does with Azure, what Google does with Google Cloud, right? The investment, the level of expertise, the sophistication, the cloud is the safest place for organizations to put their data. And we've realized that as an industry. So we're now past you know, that roadblock. And so now we have the power to innovate. And if we look, Chuck mentioned a lot of the different siloed solutions. If you wanna solve a member experience problem, you wanna do a really unique thing with population health and you wanna use a software, a commercial software solution to do that, that solution is gonna be delivered in the cloud, right? So, so just the, the standard for innovation all of the innovative applications you want to use are in the cloud already. Workday, Salesforce, you name it, they're cloud anyway. And then the next stage where we've been a little bit slower is around our data workloads, right? How do we take things like our existing enterprise data warehouse and move that to the cloud? Well, a very common platform, you know, data is proliferating. We have lots of copies of data. We have shadow IT where different departments have servers underneath the desk. And all of that largely happened, that proliferation and data sprawl because the individual departments weren't happy with the support that IT was able to provide them in terms of standing up new servers fast enough, controlling their own destiny, what have you. So what the cloud has allowed organizations to do is to say, let's move all of that fragmented shadow IT work and we're gonna do it in the cloud. And we can do it because you know, on Azure, AWS, any of the cloud platforms, I can spin up a new server or a new instance of a database. Let's, uh, it's not a server, new instance of a database, literally within minutes. I can spin it down literally within minutes. Right, so the ability to drive new capacity as well as to make it elastic, use a lot of it when you need to use a lot of it, 
use less of it when you need to. So that elasticity. And then when we think about innovation, Chuck talked a lot about insights from data and taking those insights and making them actionable. There is no argument that the cloud is the home for advanced analytics. Advanced analytics is all about processing power. And the place to do you know, advanced analytics with unlimited processing power is the cloud. And time that with the ability that says, hey, I need a lot of power sometimes and no power most of the time. Well, what better way to do that with elastic compute in the cloud rather than having to buy hardware for the maximum you would ever need in an on-premise world? So all of those things really drive the workloads to the cloud. And at the end of the day, it's the ability to innovate faster. All right, we're moving to the cloud. <laughs> all right, I have, uh, I, I, first of all, thank you both for your time, but I do have a final question. I'm gonna po pose this to the both of you, both you, Chuck and Richard. You know, this is very interesting stuff and you know, we're creating, you know, this is a values driven process. So where does, where does one begin? You know, where should organizations focus first if they want to, you know, integrate into the cloud and how should they get started? Chuck, I'll start with you. Thanks. So you hit the nail on the head, right? It's, it's where can you drive value? And the answer to that question is going to be dependent for each health plan, right? So they've got specific unique challenges based on their market and their membership. And in general, we don't get very prescriptive and say everybody needs to start at point X. We more say things like start small, think big, move fast. So the power of innovation, our solution is really designed to be agile and we can work collaboratively with you to identify the best places to start to drive the kind of innovation that you want. Um, you know, I kind of described a, a scenario where you could get to a really robust member profile, the member 360 with thousands of attributes in it. You don't want to start with thousands of attributes. You want to figure out what are the 10 or the 20 things that really are going to move the needle on the first initiative get your organizations focused on innovation and grow from there and be responsive to market needs. Some organizations, they're gonna really start, you know, on how do I address some of the outstanding challenges that are, that are you know, regulatory challenges that are out there. Like, how do I understand, where do I put my health equity data and understand the race and ethnicity of my membership or my target population? Other organizations might say, you know, I really am focused on, on penetrating the Medicare Medicaid marketplace. And I really want to understand how the individual members have, you know, that are dual eligible and what their policy coverage looks like. It really can vary, but I'm sure Richard's got some great examples as well that he can speak to. Yeah, uh, thanks Connor, thank you, Chuck. So so I'm gonna take a revisit my cloud bite of the apple and, and sort of tag on to what Chuck said. One of the great things about the cloud is because you literally can do a small dollop of a product or a capability. Back in the day when you know we sold on-premise software that was big and bulky, we would answer your question in a sequence of products. Oh, you naturally start with this product because it's going to take you know millions of dollars and, and years of effort to install it in a data center. And then there's the next product and you would follow on. Well, with the cloud, we don't have that conversation anymore. We do it exactly the way Chuck said. Well, what problem do you want to solve? 
because all of our capabilities are available in the cloud, you can combine them in any amount, in any sequence, in any combination to solve the problem at hand. And that is uniquely empowering for an organization because even as a technology company, our conversation to the customer is, well, what problem do you want to solve? And we help array the capabilities to solve that problem because you asked exactly the right question, Connor. It's about delivering value. It's not about architecture. It's not about a technical increment of some capability. It's delivered demonstrable business value that people can, can notice. And as Chuck said, it's, you know, start small, think big, move quickly. So do something. And again, advantage of the cloud is whatever you do in the cloud is intrinsically scalable. You know, unlike before you would do a pilot and then if the pilot's successful, you'd go away and spend three years re-architecting it for scale. Well, you don't need to do that anymore. You do it in the cloud, it's successful, turn the rheostat and it grows, it scales. And then, uh, you know, from a business perspective, I did a, uh, a webinar with an expert in customer experience and she gave great advice. You know, where should you start? If your focus is on improving the consumer experience, where should you start? And her guidance was start with what your customers hate most about you, <laughs> right? So and, and change it and fix it. And, and that's a very introspective discussion, right? It's like, well, geez, there's so much thing to choose from. Which one do we start with? But it really is, you know, start and fix something that you your consumers hate and fix that thing so that it's noticeable. Well said. Uh, you know, this is a really exciting stuff that that you guys are doing, and Informatica sounds like a a, a leader in transforming the digital enterprise and in, in terms of the healthcare industry. Uh, Chuck Hayes, Richard Kramer, thank you very much for joining Millennium Live. You guys are great partners, and uh, all the great work at, that Informatica is doing. Uh, we look forward to hearing more about it in the future. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership.